Good evening. I'm Anne Doyle and these are the headlines. <laughs> <laughs> no, hello and welcome to Paper Tuesdays with Michael Dwyer and Mark Halpin. I am Mark Halpin. We had a lot of people checking their phones. Actually, did you know we're on Google Podcasts now, Mark? We're no. everywhere. No. On the internet. Yeah. Google Podcasts. It's Bill Gates again with the vaccines. <laughs> That's where we are. <laughs> but you can catch us on paper at Paper Tuesdays and it's all about the newspapers and all local newspapers are dying for their big scoop. Episode 13's Big Scoop is one Cathy Costello. Cathy, welcome to the show. How are you? Good. Thanks so much for having me. Oh, it's an absolute pleasure, Cathy. Like, you're a model, you're a local superstar, oh, and you're also the niece of one Mary Costello. I am, and I was equally as outraged as everybody else. Let's just fill in our listeners who may not have heard this, you know, in case you haven't heard of the latest tragedy to befall the people of North Wexford. Mark, hmm. the flower pots. Yeah. They were emptied, ransacked. Yeah, there's been guerrilla warfare going on yeah. in Castletown between ourselves and the dubs. What I love about it though, you're throwing the kitchen sink back at them. Those mm. plants have never looked as well. No, they haven't. Did no. see the photo? We had a photo of me on our Instagram there. That's with them. right, yep. Yeah. And they took the fucking signs then afterwards. <laughs> I don't know who took the signs, but we're going to blame the dubs. Yeah, so there is a photo actually that we have on our Instagram of the sign missing, mm. the 50 kilometre per hour sign this is a very important sign yeah, because not the many dubs signs in Castletown sorry the dubs don't actually obey the speed limits in Castletown anyway oh we'll get to that though oh, God, we'll get to that yeah <laughs> so do you have a view on the plants uh, Cathy um, I was very upset by it really um, I didn't think I'd be able to talk about it yeah. I thought it might bring up you know suppressed memories <laughs> that I've put in the back of my head but you know it just wasn't fair wasn't yeah. nice um, bit disappointed but you know onwards and upwards isn't it we just need to keep going absolutely absolutely mm-hmm. So, Castletown, I'm sure, could always become a Parish of the Week, but this week's Parish of the Week is actually a parishioner of the week. Big change here. We'd like to keep it fresh. And it's Robert Jenrick. Take a bow, Robert. He'll be happy tonight. Robert Jenrick, he is the Community Secretary in the UK, and he's decided to hand more powers back to Yorkshire's Town and Parish Council. So basically what this means, Mark and Cathy, is that if they're going to put a public toilet in a location in your local community, they're going to have to carry out a community consultation with the local Town and Parish Council in future. And this means that it'll give more people to more power to the people and that's what we're all about here on Paper Tuesdays give the people the truth give them the power and this is Robert Jenrick's motive he's making sure that if they are going to move the public toilets your next door neighbour will know about it and your next door neighbour will have a voice what a great what story a, what a man he's more Robert Hood than Robert Jenrick ah I like it I like it <laughs> like stealing the toilets from the rich and giving them to the people it's a strong smell <laughs> of socialism off this article <laughs> Well, this man is in Boris Johnson's government, you know, so like, uh, and it's from the Yorkshire Post. I'm, I'm sure it's a reputable newspaper. So, uh, yeah, it's a, it's a big news story there. Um, well, I don't know if it is a big news story, but it's a big news story for the people of uh, Yorkshire's parishes anyway. And it's no, re- it's, it's no um, surprise anyway that Robert Jenrick is the parishioner of the week. I'm actually going to give a special shout out and a highly commended award. I know we don't normally do this, but, you know, duty calls. I was in Ahalees in West Cork over the weekend, mm-hmm. and it's a tiny, really remote parish, more even more remote than Castletown. And they're getting the highly commended reward because uh, I was being shown around by Jamie O'Driscoll. Shout out to Jamie. And they had, I, I had to go to this place. It was a burial site of the children of Lear. Do you remember the children of Lear? Yeah, we, yeah, from school, yeah. So what happened with the children of Lear? Don't remember that one. Well. Oh, sorry. Okay. <laughs> they became swans. Yes. Because they were bold. They weren't liked by the the new... The stepmom, wasn't it? Yeah, because they were prettier than her. 
Yeah, and, and they held. Was there an evil stepdad in it as well, or am I getting mixed up? With I don't know. I don't know. But they went off to Scotland for three hundred years, and they went somewhere else for three hundred years, and then after the next three hundred years, they ended up in Ahlis, and they were heard a monk ringing a bell, and then the monk blessed them, and then they turned from swans into people, and then they were buried underneath this stone. Are they still there? Are they alive? No. <laughs> No, but the stone is there, and that's what I got to visit in Ahlis, this tiny little place. And the stone is there with loads of five cent coins. Actually, we'll put this on the Insta, and there is also a broken glass on the on the stone as well, a broken goblet, like a, a wine glass, like what you're drinking your water out of this evening. Well, you tell me it's water. <laughs> so it's no surprise, really, that Ahlis in West Cork, for this random... I, I was just blown away. I love little gems like that. Yeah. Um, this is the one, so, Ashlyn sent me a video of you kissing a stone and she had to tell you it wasn't the Barney <laughs> stone you kissed. <laughs> That's a story for another day. Um, me and my kissing exploits. Let's have a look at the local newspapers. Yeah, so this is an interesting one from one of the regional newspapers. So basically, um, this man stole 10 euro worth of cider. Uh, we, we don't want to go into too much detail because it's rather detailed and we don't want to be subject to libel or anything. But uh, the, the judge... Uh, when he heard about the 10 euro theft of alcohol he said what about your 62 other previous <laughs> offenses you only have two grandmothers he was of course referring to the excuse offered by the defense solicitor um who said that he was having a bad time owing to the recent death of his grandmother so the judge was having absolutely none of it i love this one why did he not go for a decent wine or whiskey why go for cider i find that type of excuse absolutely pure stupid what, what, any views yeah, on this dead, right, dead right you might as dead well be, right yeah you might as well be hung for a crown as a car <laughs> that's the old expression the beer now not the virus oh yeah <laughs> I was just blown away by that why would um, you seal 10 euro worth of cans is the other thing is it right like why wouldn't you seal a good whiskey you know I don't know I don't know I just found it a bit baffling that that was a matter in hand I don't know I was just surprised how engaged and invested the judge came became in the incident and he even said that he wouldn't allow the defendant to waltz into his courtroom and settle the 10 euro that was owed and walk out again rather he hit him with a 500 euro fine and gave him three months to pay the defendant replied thank you your honor I am very very sorry thank you thank you this is the sort of justice that is meted out. No, no, no. Yeah, I wouldn't thank someone for a fine now. To be no, honest. I wouldn't. Five hundred euro. I got. I tell you about the fine I got in Australia. No, tell me. Oh, right. So, I was after doing a twelve-hour shift when I was living in Melbourne, and I was sort of I had to get the train home every day. So okay. I was working on one side of the city and living on the other, basically. And I got on the train. There was basically no one on it. I was sitting on a seat, you know, on like public transport. You have a seat facing you on mm -hmm. the other side. So I sort of had my feet on the edge of the other seat. And I heard the doors of the train open behind me. So then I took my feet off the seat because I was like, that's rude if I have my feet on the seat. People are here. But then this woman in like fucking Metal Gear Solid uniform comes over to me and tells me basically she's giving me a $260 fine. Whoa. Sorry. For having my feet on the seat. She said there's a sign up there. She pointed up to the ceiling. There's a little circle with a little man with his feet on the seat and the next going through it. I had no idea this was the case. And there's no warning system. $260 fine. Now I and then as soon as this happened, I remember being on the Lu or is it the Lewis is the slow one in the city centre, and some fella gave his ad his address and his name as Lisa Simpson one two three Fake Street, Stop. and the guard took it down and walked off. So I people gave, do that a lot in Dublin. Yeah, and they get away with it because yeah, the really? guards don't care, but this one did care. Uh, so she <laughs> did you, you said Lisa Simpson? No, I gave a name. I think it was. I actually do think it was James Flood. <laughs> I'm not messing about that. I think it was James Flood's name I gave. 
and <laughs> so they stood over me as like can you uh what's it called provide id provide id no yeah and i said no i can't i don't have it on me so then they said there's someone we can ring to identify it's you so i gave him johnny doyle's number but as i was taking the phone i'd ring up i text johnny and i was like just agree with what she says and there was another guy behind me who saw me do that so then they got johnny on the phone and johnny was like oh yeah that's james flood or whatever but then sure they said they weren't going to let me away with it they were going to take me to the station unless i could provide id so then i just said look i'm not james flood here's who i am i'm eric calvin said so i got double that fine what? so for having my feet on the seat on the way home from work i got oh, five five hundred and eighty dollars of a fine <gasps> Okay. Yeah, so that we were talking before about people not being hugged them enough as children. Yeah. I think these train guard train guards. We'll add them to the list. We'll That's so extreme. It's crazy, isn't it? Shiny, man. Yeah. So now don't steal cider and don't feed off the fucking seat. <laughs> these are the key learnings from this week. And also, if you get an envelope with seeds in it, don't plant them. That's the message from the Leitrim Observer. A department spokesperson has said that anyone importing seeds, plants or plant products from outside the EU needs to let them know right away because there's been incidents, I'm really blown away by this, of people getting envelopes of seeds and they're just opening them and saying, oh, I didn't order seeds. And it's turned out that it may be outside infiltration. Now, Bill Gates... Bill Gates Bill yeah. Gates might be sending you seeds Look, there's only so long these offenders can hide before those giant beanstalks start growing out of their back garden <laughs> uh, Yeah So if you see any giant or if you get these magic seeds and magic beans you have to email the Department of Agriculture plantimports at agriculture.gov.ie as you would and similar warnings were recently issued by the US Department of Agriculture regarding unsolicited seeds being sent from guess where China uh, the Canadian Food Inspection Agency also reported that Canadians have been receiving similar packages. Good to be in the know. Someone let Mary know. Will you let Mary know? I will let her know. I'll, yeah. yeah. Only plant I'll seeds that she buys. Let her know straight away. Yeah. Yeah. Good stuff. That's bizarre. I didn't know that. I never heard of that. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think that the people being persecuted should be people selling magic weight loss seeds on Instagram. I'd say you'd agree with me on that one. I know a few of them. Selling weight loss seeds? Weight loss seeds. You know the ones they make your skin better, your hair longer, and you lose oh, weight. Yeah. You just take these little tablets. I don't sell them for anyone that. listening. I don't <laughs> do that. Know. That is, I'm clarifying. <laughs> <laughs> I don't do that. <laughs> well, I hope you don't do this either, Kathy. Um, uh, visitors to Bunkrana's iconic Swan Park got more than the bargain for yesterday afternoon. Donegal Live understands that three Gardaí were called to an area to investigate reports of a man exposing himself to the people on the beach. And the, while the three Gardaí did a lot of hunting around the area, no one was apprehended. Yeah, I had a great weekend, all right. My <laughs> <laughs> I went to West Cork, you went to Donegal. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you wonder yeah. why I didn't yeah. weekend. I was going to get into it later on. How did you get away with it? Like, you probably, now that you've dealt with the transport police, you're just so with it. You know, like, how to out-school Jesus. these people. Yeah, yeah, some body paint does wonders. <laughs> I just pretend I was on the swans. <laughs> 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 yeah, right. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, I would like more details on this story, though. Know, like, was he exposed himself to the swans or people or like, what's their background music? Oh, yeah, because it's Swan Park. Oh, yeah. I never even put that together. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Any listeners in Dundagall, are there swans in Swan Park? Good to know. Have you exposed yourself yeah. to large birds before? Actually, speaking of exposing yourself, you put up the thing so where on... Is this going? <laughs> where is this going? <laughs> <laughs> right, let's go. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God we haven't got into video yet. This is the wrong type of podcast. I didn't know. I wasn't told. I wasn't told. But on Sunday, it's actually getting very warm in here. I'm going to open the door. Um, you, you on Sunday, 
on Sunday, you put up the Instagram story of the BBC and the man exposing himself <laughs> in the nudist, yeah. actually, in Berlin. Yeah. Did you see it, Kathy? Yeah. Oh. oh, great photos. Another one for the Insta. Yeah, <laughs> uh, it's unreal. There's this fella chasing two warthogs away. <laughs> they stuck, they robbed his laptop bag. It's like a nudist beach. And he's like proper, like, he's in the shape of a capital D. Like, he's sort of... <laughs> No, Arison. This sorry, this goes completely against the body positivity movement. But it's like it's a funny picture. It's a, a funny picture because yeah. he's chasing the warthogs with like the laptop. The pace of him. The pace of him or the warthog. The pace of him and the warthog. Wait, they, like took, they stole his laptop. They stole his laptop. So he's yeah. running. He was running after him. Oh yeah. Oh my god, you have to run. I would definitely one hundred percent do the same. Yeah. No matter where it was, if someone, if like warthogs stole my laptop, yeah, I have to run after it. Even would if you me? were would in you the nip. Yeah. He was very aerodynamic. Yeah. Would you not? Yeah. yeah, you probably would. Yeah, well, yeah. Like we don't talk about laptops. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. yeah, yeah. It's a touchy subject. Actually, speaking of which, no better time for a flash flood. A real problem in Ireland. Now, this is a nationwide problem that everyone's coming across. But the real problem in Ireland is the feckin' dubs and their big cars. Why can't they just pull over to the left-hand side of the? F- road all right like look we all pay tax we all do you know we all pay our fair share but just because you're from dublin doesn't give you a god-given right to drive in the middle of the goddamn f-ing road pull over for god's sake like if a big car just give it a couple of leaves on your driveway in sandy mountain vico road like you don't f-ing need it get a honda 50 or something like that and you'd be grand going up and down the road but like you know i guarantee you to have a honda 50 and they're still driving in the middle of the road maybe maybe it's their ego is the problem Right? It's like a fat lad in a small car, the steering wheel be in the middle. It's like dubs, just a big egos and they belong in the middle of the road because they can't stay on the fucking left hand side. Mark, I discussed this earlier in the podcast. Yeah, I nearly got into a crash there in Castellon the other day. I was going, coming off, do you know where we go for our, our dip? Yeah. I was coming up off there back towards my house and like came flying around the corner. He was in a polo, but he like shoved me way over into, you know, Peter fucking dyke. I went down into that and hopped back up. Yeah, so Jamie. Yeah, no, he's not. He's right. But not wrong. The roads are very small around Castletown. Mm. Yeah, like, very small. I think James is often very cross with, through how he projects these things, but I think the message he was saying there is valid. Oh. I actually do. I actually agree with um, some of the driving around Castletown is a bit. Yeah. See, the roads are so small. Yeah. They're so small, and like you know where my house is, Mark. It's like right where Castletown's like really busy right now. So like, there's loads of cars. So like. Yeah, I do. I do agree with him. His project, like his projection, is quite aggressive, but I do think he has yeah. a valid. See, point. I pity the dub. He's come down to Castletown to spend his good money. He's uh, what else about him? It, like he's looking forward to a summer holiday. Yeah, he's up in Dublin, packing and he's beating James Hood ready to yeah. go at him, packing yeah. his swimsuit and his sandcastle box and his little spade, and then he arrives there. I would be scared if I seen James Hood if I was a dub <laughs> driving down the road. I'd be scared. <laughs> but like it's gas with with um with James like uh and and the dub as well he's probably as as you say about the roads this is the first time he's got this big massive car and he has parked in the driveway but like he's never driven it on a small road because of course he's going roads. to think that he has less room on his left hand side and sure yeah, yeah but it is a problem though yeah I think we're going to have to have a a flood v dub in live <laughs> debate like we, we can get someone like well we can oh, yeah we can make that i can make that happen yeah yeah we get a dub in we'll work on that yeah i'm half a dub so are I'm you like yeah but i can still kind of agree but it's not just the dubs it's all different registrations here here kathy i like that i like not that. just the dubs guys yeah because um <laughs> there's you know we can't uh 
James obviously goes out the dubs, yeah. Yeah, yeah. he does. Is Hattie modeling? Mark and I haven't the slightest, well, I don't anyway, have the slightest foggiest clue what modeling involves. Tell us all about it. What, like, what's an average day? If you get booked for a job, what's, what's involved? Okay, so, well, it depends because it's always kind of usually different. Um, it could be a shoot, it could be a show, it could be whatever. So the main thing I like about the job is that it's something different every day. So, yeah, there, I wouldn't really say there's a typical day. Um, so, say, for example... A lot of early starts, that would probably be the usual common thing they all have together. Early starts, long days, but um, I enjoy it. It's fun. As in it could be photo shoots going on for hours? Oh yeah, like it could be booked for the whole day, like like 6am, 5am starts sometimes. No way. Yeah. It's, yeah. What time? Um, well, it depends. You can be booked for a whole day, so you could be there, like sometimes shows, for example, shows, you could be there at like 5am, you won't really start then until like, oh. Maybe nine. Right. Yeah, because hair and makeup takes a long time. Does know. it require a bit of discipline? Um, yeah. I'm not a morning person anyway, so I have to really discipline myself to get up. And I've trained myself to be an early, like an early morning person when in reality I'm not. But um, yeah, of course, it does like any job, I think, okay. requires discipline, yeah. And you started, I'd say, in college. Yeah, funny story. I actually, um, how I properly, properly started was... Um, one of my friends tagged me. There's a makeup um, salon in Gory, the powder room. Okay. I don't know if he's familiar. Yeah, it's but uh, yeah. yeah. Michael. <laughs> Michael's like, I always go. <laughs> and um, also, we're drinking vitits every week, and look, we'll take anything from the powder room. So anyway, <laughs> and thanks for the vitits, Mark. By the way. But, um, but yeah, the powder room. Yeah, my friend. They were like looking for a girl to come in and like do makeup on, so they could take pictures for their social media. So my friend Alva tagged me in one of the things, and then. It just went from there and they asked me to come in. So it was like every Friday after school, I just go and get my makeup done. This is a bit of fun. In sixth year, yeah, a bit of fun. And then from that, um, one of the boutiques, the dressing room is what they're called, um, they wanted me to go in then and model their dresses. So I'd have my makeup done and then I'd go and get my dresses on. And it was just for their Facebooks. And I did that all throughout sixth year. And then when I went up to college, I had some of those pictures and I was like... uh, screw it will I just apply and then I applied to an agency and I got signed um in like my first month of college I think when I went up to UCD so yeah I officially started modeling when I was like when I started and when did you join first option oh straight away oh, so, so that I've, was I've only agency. ever been with them yeah oh, yeah, yeah. Delighted there. I like so, that. very good yeah. very good and um yeah well, you could be modeling anything would that be right or what would you be modeling <laughs> well, I've seen some of the stuff you model. I've including. Um, oh God, I was I in. Okay, I was on. in a health food shop in Ennistime in County Clare. Shout out to the health food shop there. I forget their name, but um, they they had Irish skincare products. You're talking about, and yeah. you had little speckles around your That's, cheeks. Yeah, that 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 campaign was everywhere. And my mum, she actually, it was in one of the pharmacies in Gory, and my mum actually asked oh. the people in the pharmacy, could she have? The, like, the, the little stand and stuff. So my mum goes around collecting them and all. So <laughs> embarrassing, but <laughs> secretly so enjoy was, it. <laughs> so when did that gig come up? Or? Oh, that was ages ago. That was like, geez, I don't know. That was like maybe two years ago now. Right. Yeah. So was that one of your early around. big ones? or Probably, yeah. Okay. That was probably one of, yeah. So campaigns are kind of the jobs you want to get because they're like the bigger kind of job. So that would have been a campaign. Yeah. Hence why it's like kind of in all over Ireland and stuff. Yeah. So yeah. And... You were in college at the time, so what mm. were you doing in college? Technically, I was doing I was doing arts, um, but I was working a lot in 
so I didn't I wasn't really didn't really go to college that much okay I was All more right. so technically I was doing arts but um yeah I did English and classical studies in UCD so yeah but I was which is a low hour kind of yeah low of hours course, anyway yeah, so yeah. actually it was grand yeah but um yeah so it worked it worked fine and you finished it that I finished it yeah and, but <laughs> you're not to going to it. going to teach it or anything you're going to secret <laughs> like um, was it a bit of a jump to move this part-time job into a full-time career it was so when I finished college I was going to go straight in and do a master's but then oh. uh, yeah in which I wanted to do psychology um mm. but I got really busy with modeling so I was like you know what it's such a short-lived career why don't I just go go with it while I can and like you know, while I'm, I'm busy now, but like, you never know what modeling, you don't know if you'll be busy the next year or whatever. So I was like, I'm busy now, I'm just going to do it. And okay. So, yeah. It's and is this sustainable? Has the pandemic had an impact? Well, yeah, it's very like, I'm basically, well, I've been doing a few jobs, but not much at all because it's hard. Like can't really do makeup and brands aren't wanting to like, like people aren't really buying things and you know, so it's slow. It's picking up now a little bit, good which is stuff. good. But um, yeah, hopefully it just continues to get busy. Yeah. Um, say with each campaign is different in where it goes. Some can go on Insta, some can go like uh, on paper. Like, it, it, does that make it more diverse for it's you? It's funny that you say that because a lot of the stuff is like on Instagram and social medias and stuff now. That would be like. A lot of shoots and stuff you see is all over Instagram and things now. Whereas opposed to when I first kind of started modeling, like four years ago, it wouldn't have been so much seen on Instagram. But that's just something I've noticed. Okay. That a lot of it is like digital and stuff now. So do you get paid for your posts by the brands you wear in the pictures? Um, not necessarily. So you will get paid um, if you have a partnership with a company. And you'll see on the top of the screen, it'll be like um, paid partnership with... Paper Tuesdays. Paper Tuesdays. Yeah. So you're paying me money to post that yeah. or um some people do like they'll get sent clothes to wear and then they put that up like I've done that before where I've um done a like a sponsorship with um a brand where they send me clothes and I put them on and you know share it on my page and that's that's paid that's sponsored but a lot of the things you, a lot of the times you see people wearing outfits it's just gifted it's not necessarily paid but you have to actually state that you're getting paid for it okay like you have to use hashtag ad or what happens if you don't um you can get in a lot of trouble for it as far as i know um maybe with the advertising yeah agency. yeah you can get in a lot of trouble with it yeah so you have to be really super careful with that kind of stuff when it comes to modeling I, it must some jobs must be risky or risque oh jesus oh, okay yeah go on i don't know just go with this thing. yeah go on go <laughs> no like what was it like to have your first job that like as showed in doing more swimwear lingerie yeah yeah, so probably the first, so I would probably do, I would probably do a lot of that, the kind of, a lot of the jobs I would do would be like underwear, lingerie, swimwear, that kind of thing. Um, when I first started doing it, really, really scary, a little bit uncomfortable, because um, I was only so young, like yeah. 19, do you know what I mean? That's a baby in my eyes, but um, now it's just like, I don't even realise. Yeah. I'm just like, it's like, like, I don't think twice about it or anything, like it's just, it is what it is. You know. But that's great that because uh, everything that a lot of your output is mm -hmm. to do with body positivity, mm -hmm. and that's I'm I'm glad you say that like you find it um, easy to do that type of work now because that is in essence if if you mm -hmm. wanted someone to arrive in an outcome following like uh, engaging with body positivity, I think that is what it would be. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um. What like you've spoken before about your own experience with um. 
with mental health and yeah. uh, engaging with CBT, mm-hmm. um, you'd really recommend it, like uh, yeah. CBT as a, like a, an open form of therapy. Yeah, for sure. I think that therapy, CBT, um, mental health, all that thing, all those things need to be talked about way more than they are. Hundred percent. Um, so many people have issues whether it's to do with like whatever type of mental health it is for me Mm. it was a lot to do with my body and how I looked and stuff and if I didn't get help I'd probably still be you know really that really insecure 15 16 year old um so yeah I have no issue talking about it telling people to do it if they need to do it and it's nothing that you shouldn't it's not something they feel like you shouldn't talk about you know it's something you should talk about yeah a lot of it's to do with confidence, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Like, standing stand firm yeah. on your own two feet. And just because, like, I was so unconfident, and everyone's like, modeling is probably the, a really bad career path for you to take. But I was like, I actually got confident, like, okay. through modeling. Do you know what I mean? Because when you're in those kind of situations where you're like, do you know what? Screw it. Like, I, like, for me, it was just a lot of it was my body. And then I was like, why am I so, you know, I'm everybody, I, everybody has a body. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Why is it such a issue for me? And then yeah. I learned about that, learned about why I was feeling like that, how to deal with those feelings. And yeah, 100% would recommend it. Mm. It's like exposure therapy. Like they say, you know, if someone's afraid of something, the way to do it is actually just to get them to do it. Yeah. Like, you know, you're afraid to actually be comfortable in your own skin. The way mm-hmm. to get more comfortable is to sort of display it. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, so yeah, some sure. It's like people wearing a t-shirt getting into a swimming pool. Yeah. You like, say, Which I wear. used to do. I used to wear yeah. t-shirts to the yeah. beach. Yeah. Clone beach, I'd be in a t-shirt when everyone else would be in bikinis. Yeah. yeah. So then like, you eventually like, say the next time you wear like a white t-shirt and then the next time you wear like, something mm-hmm. else. I don't know. But yeah. then like, eventually you build your way up because every time you're taking more of a risk and then you realize that risk is worthwhile and you benefit from taking that risk and you didn't die. <laughs> and eventually you get to that mm-hmm. stage where you're comfortable in like your own body enough to make a living from displaying it yeah mm-hmm. it, you like you clearly have untangled a lot and mm-hmm. like it, it does become a stage where it actually becomes a bit more tangled because like instagram and mm. body image can have a yeah it's a catch 22 isn't it mm-hmm. like that the fact that like you're like, maybe you're liking a photo mm-hmm. because of someone's looks rather than the personality mm-hmm. Does well, you I follow think, what I'm saying? Yeah, for sure. I mean, I I kind of have to be on Instagram a lot for work or whatever and things yeah. like that. But um, I definitely try to limit how long I spend on Instagram. Right. Yeah, for sure. I think everybody should. Just because of what you're taking in, your own yeah, image and intake. Yeah, for sure. Like a, a lot of the time I'll be scrolling on Instagram and then I'll come off and be like, I feel shit. And I'm like, why yeah. do I feel like that? That's not what Instagram's for. I found this as well. I was thinking the other day, like Instagram and tinder and all this stuff it turns people into products yeah and then like say we're here in person talking it's much different you get a better understanding of what mm-hmm. it's like actually talk to people but mm. if you're sitting there by yourself looking at your phone in silence seeing people's names in a picture of them looking their best mm-hmm. you start to see this as like a shopping catalog yeah and that's what people become to you mm-hmm. you feel distant i just i don't think it's it's natural not, yeah it's not like instagram there's so many perks to instagram and social media but at the same time like it's literally not real life like it's yeah. not like and I will say that like all the things you see like you'll see with me doing shoots or whatever being out with my friends and stuff but like that's only like 10 percent mm. of everything you don't you don't see all the bad stuff you know yeah um but that's so true what you're saying about it's like a, it's a per it's like it's not real it's just to see the person it's like a product because how many times say for example you might follow someone on Instagram and then you'll meet them in real life and you'd be like oh my god I didn't I didn't expect you'd be like this or mm, oh my yeah. god you're actually you're this or you're that it's like why do we think why do we make 
a presumption of them in our heads yeah. from Instagram. It's like buying things on Wish and then it comes Literally. in. Literally. Like <laughs> yeah. Do you know what I mean? Though? It's like, why have we already, you know, made up an idea of how we think they're going to be just from looking at their pictures on Instagram? Yeah. You know the way, so you're on, it's on about, you're on about poly, body positivity mm-hmm. and being happy in your own skin mm-hmm. and not... I even spoke about this actually with Michael the other day because mm-hmm. I do tend to get very rigid in training and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And, but there's a song out, I mean, I don't know what it's called, but it says, don't sacrifice your life for your health in it. And that made sense to me. I was like, how much of my life am I mm-hmm. stopping myself from enjoying by training very hard when I'm mm-hmm. just going to die in the end anyway? Mm-hmm. But I know that that's, I, I can't adapt that lot philosophy full time because then I'll mm-hmm. just eat or drink myself to death. Like, <laughs> That's a very good comparison. Like, so how, how do you like say it to someone that mm-hmm. you know y- like your thing is enjoy yourself or whatever mm-hmm. but there, there is a fine line between health oh for sure okay so i'm just going to say how i view body positivity and what it is for me because yeah. i know a lot of people may view it differently but what it is for me is that nobody's worth is defined on their body like nobody is a better person because their body is in this shape or nobody's less of a person because their body is this shape so your worth has nothing to do with your body Okay, and everybody is, everybody deserves the same sort of respect and love and all that stuff, no matter what their body is. Like your body's just one, like one part of who you are. Um, for me, body positivity is looking after my body, it's taking care of my body. In terms, for me to be taking care of my body, that involves eating healthy food. It involves exercising. It's not neglecting my body. You know what I mean? But um, it's just knowing that no matter what my size is, no matter what you know, it's. I'm still as entitled to as much love and respect as anybody else. Hundred percent. Yeah. You know, so that that's what it is for me. But for me, it 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 is. In order for me to love my body, I need to take care of it and I need to look after it. And that, for me, that doesn't involve you know. You know, just not taking care of myself. Yeah, but I suppose that's it. It is related to what we were saying earlier about social media. Like mm-hmm. we see a photo of you, uh, like endorsing positive yeah. body positivity and we don't see you up at six o'clock for your modeling work we don't see mm-hmm. you in the gym the next day mm-hmm. we don't see you mm-hmm. eating the healthy salad instead of the mm-hmm. chicken fillet burger or what uh, like, well chicken fillet burger is probably healthy mm-hmm. but whatever <laughs> like it, it's it's the undercurrent it's the mm-hmm. it's it's how you live your life and your lifestyle that um shows that you know body positivity isn't just um simplistic term for excusing your habits and Mm -hmm. your lack of interest in fitness Mm -hmm. and healthy living Mm -hmm. i think um i'll just use this as an example over quarantine whatever i probably Mm -hmm. put on weight don't know don't really care it's i don't you know that's not a super super massive important thing to me as it used to be but i just know that i'm as still as much i'm as much i deserve as much worth and respect as i did post quarantine do you know what I mean? It mm. shouldn't, they shouldn't correspond to each other. And yeah. that's kind of, it's kind of what the main message is. It's like, you're not entitled to any less love and respect if you get bigger or if you get smaller. Absolutely. It shouldn't. That's what it is to me. It's just your worth and your self-love and all that isn't determined by your body. Mm. And everybody is, you know, entitled to that. Yeah. Are there any other questions? Or? Uh, no, I have a game actually, Kat, if you want to play it. Go. So I have games for people. I'm scared. Um, go. <laughs> I'm going to start wearing a dicky bow and I'm like a little microphone. So this song is called Beauty or Bullshit. So oh want, gosh, okay. Uh, I want you to tell me if this is a real beauty pageant or if it's not. Oh, so these are, okay, okay. Okay, right. So the first go. one is Miss Drumsticks. Real. 
Yes, every October in Yelville in Arkansas, they get ready for Thanksgiving with two days worth of turkey-related fun and games, culminating with the selection of Miss Drumsticks. Contestants are judged on their legs only, with their faces and bodies hidden behind the picture of a giant oh, turkey. Geez. So as not to influence judges. Uh, past winners have received trips to New York to appear on game shows, and some have appeared on The Late Show with David Letterman. What? Are you going out there? Listen, I might. <laughs> yeah, that's unreal. Yeah, King Cod could have a Miss Drumstick. King Cod. <laughs> Next is, so that's one from one. Okay. Next yeah. is Miss Lunch Lane. Not real. Not real. Knew it. But if it was, contestants would be judged in categories like how fast can you roll a cigarette? <laughs> the long distance spitting challenge. And who can run for Mr. Finn the fastest? <laughs> where was Lunch Lane? What? What? I even knew where Lunch Lane yeah, was. you don't do many higher level classes. <laughs> 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 Give me a mark right there, Shiller. This is behind the laundrettes and all on Esmond Street. So if you oh. go over the bridge and go left, it's where all the... God, used to smoke down there. I wonder what that lane is called. Ooh, lunch that's lane. a subject for another. Is that the, that's not lunch. the Mary Ward lane, is it? No, 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 no. oh, it's Mary up Ward. a bit further. Yeah, Mary yeah. Ward is Got closer it. to the school. Yeah. Uh, next is Mister or Mrs. Mosquito Legs. Real. Real. Yes. Oh, so, you're uh, Twin Miss America contestants usually need good-looking legs, but twin Mister or Mrs. Mosquito Legs, the hopeful contestant needs skinny legs. Clute in Texas hosts the pageant every year as part of the Great Texas Mosquito Festival held each July. I'm good at this game. You are. Well, you probably win Mr. Mosquito. Like. <laughs> <laughs> three from three. <laughs> Next is Miss Mingarden. Ooh. Um, I was actually asked to do that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, it's actually um, false. Yep, that's also not real, but if it was, it would take place at half two in the morning on a Saturday night. Contestants would take... <laughs> part in events such as who can smoke indoors for the longest <laughs> there will be speed round held on the windowsills to see who can go from crying to asleep and back again the fastest <laughs> and the final round will be a test of will to see who wouldn't eat their three and one on the ground if it were to fall on the floor <laughs> so that's what three from three or three from three I've that was four and four four from all oh, four from I've four I've got all right so far yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, next is the armpit queen that is definitely a thing. That is a thing. Woo! Uh, were you asked yeah. to do that? Um, no, no, sadly not, no. Uh, in Battle Mountain, Nevada, everybody raises stink about the armpit beauty pageant. After humorous Gene Warrington from the Washington Post dubbed Battle Mountain the armpit of America for its lack of character and charm, the small town's residents turned the joke into an annual celebration of all things smelly every August. Sweaty t-shirt contests, deodorant throws, and a quick draw of antiperspirant contest all lead to the selection of the armpit queen. The pageant and festival are sponsored by Old Spice Deodorant and draw an estimated 3,500 visitors every year, along with signs <laughs> on the Skyway saying, make Battle Mountain your next pit stop. That's good. That's good. Yeah. That's a good one. Right, go on, next so, one. So, last then, but certainly not least, is Miss Paper Tuesdays. Uh, I hope it's real. Yes, this is real, as of just now. <laughs> To win this, you would just must answer this one question correctly. Have you enjoyed your experience on Paper Tuesdays? Yes, thoroughly. Absolutely. Because, uh, we may play the best 30 seconds as well. Yeah, we've so much, so many things to go. Okay. Actually, this week on Paper Tuesdays, we're starting a new segment. Uh, your horoscope. You're Leo, aren't you? Oh, you like properly. <laughs> I'm like, what else do you know? Oh, well, I know your horoscope. Like, Here what? it is. This is from Paper Tuesdays. Breathe a sigh of relief, Cathy. Okay. A quarter pounder of mercury is flying through your Venus streak. Gorgeous. You're set for great fortune. Watch out, world. There's no stopping you now. But wait, 
Make sure you tidy up anything belonging to you, as Pluto will soon come upon those with Saturn in their charts. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to take that. That was quite a good horoscope, I think, yeah. <laughs> I get so enthusiastic. I'm ready to do anything. <laughs> deadly, deadly. Is that mine too? I'm also a Leo. Are you a Leo? When yeah. I like only know the traits of a Leo and that's like the most Leo thing to say. Like that's, like that's the only... <laughs> yeah, it's like I don't know what any of the other ones are. Only Leo. I am a Leo, but I identify as a Pisces. <laughs> So, the best 30 seconds of your life, Cathy Costa. Are you ready to have them? Okay, let's, let's go. Let's do it. <laughs> just on top of the leaderboard is Mark Redmond with 10. And Gavin Stamper with 7. Will you be Gavin, Gavin. Stamper? Oh, yeah. okay, That's the spirit. So. I am going to become Marty Weaver with these games. I love it. Let's go. Okay. Different types of makeup. Okay. 3, 2, 1, go! Mascara. Uh, concealer. Foundation. Um, setting powder. Um, primer. Um, um, eyebrow mascara uh, did I say eyeshadow eyeliner liquid eyeliner highlighter um, lipstick lip liner um, lip gloss um, ba, 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 uh, setting spray setting spray fake eyelashes oh I think I said a few Cassie you got 14 how, what? Where's, where does that make me stand? You're on top of the leaderboard. You've had the best 30 seconds of your life. Your future looks great in Leo. And it's been great to have you, Cathy. She's won Miss Paper Tuesday. You've won Miss Paper Tuesday. You're going to need a bag for all the titles that you're taking out of here tonight. It's just over there. Yeah. Cathy, we learned a hell of a lot there. And it actually got quite deep and serious. And I actually have leave this interview knowing a bit more about body positivity. And I mean that in the most sincerest sense because it is... I probably would have mis-explained it previously mm -hmm. and I'm glad now I have a deeper understanding thanks to you Cathy and um, just on a side note it's nice to talk about it with boys because boys never talk about it yeah let's get this conversation going what? Right, will you be body positive with me Mark? I'll be body positive with you yeah just at a distance <laughs> <laughs> it is it's definitely something we don't get as men uh, we're like no. just not bred into us no you know, it's always bigger stronger faster mm -hmm. more work harder work you know you're not good enough mm -hmm. and then that's a fresh opinion i suppose that's yeah. the feminine it's you know this the ordering chaos masculine feminine type thing like it's yeah. acceptance which is something that we're not really taught yeah as men you know well, you spoke earlier as well about uh, keep, keeping burying things mm. or like ignoring it. like this is a conversation that probably has been buried you know because mm everything is being framed in a certain mm -hmm. way men think oh Jenny, i don't know if i totally agree with that so i'm just going to keep that yeah, away and sure. i'm going yeah, to yeah. leave that to women mm -hmm. so um yeah. i sure look it's at the end of the day it comes down to people living their best life and yeah. uh, i think that's you don't want to live your whole life looking back and being like why was i so obsessed about my body and why did i spend so much years hating my body and you that, know that's what i found i drove myself insane because yeah. i was like 16 i wanted to lose weight and i drove myself insane trying to get a six pack and then the only person who cared when i got one was me yeah and it was all worthless and that's the truth mm. yeah yeah so it, it happens to men as well yeah yeah we don't sure. mm. kathy we, we've learned a lot thanks a million no problem thank you